0: I'm kind of like Simon Mayo, you're kind of like Mark Kermode, DC on film. I'm Chris Nolan.
1: I'm Al Nolan.
0: And it's been a big week uh, following on uh, from uh, another big week when Zack Snyder's Justice League was announced. There's been a lot more uh, moving and shaking going on. Um, I want to kind of do a little bit of a timeline here, and we'll go through things step by step, but we're going to, rest assured, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Superman, Green Lantern, Batman. Uh, It's all coming up, Um, and we're going to get deep. Oh, yeah. Well, Zack Snyder's Justice League was announced, and I don't think either was really expected that they were going to go all in to the extent that they appear to be going in. Uh, It seems to be that it's going to be a revamp of, of what existed before. So it's going to go beyond what he, what he shot already, um, which is quite funny for um, a film that was, they kind of initially removed him from, and from his trilogy that was kind of responsible for the demise of the DCEU, if you believe some of course. But anyway, they're going back to Zack Snyder, and in a way asking him to kickstart phase two again or not again, because they haven't started phase two, obviously to kickstart another phase of the DCEU, because that is what this seems to be now. The more we hear about it and the more we learn. So the, if, we, if we if we kind of go through, uh, you know, a few kind of major moments in the recent history. So Warner Brothers were taken over by AT&T. I don't know too much about AT&T. They provide some kind of, uh, telecommunications, like internet and cable TV and things like
1: that.
0: Uh, rest assured, as far as I understand, they're an absolute giant. But, I, you know, they've got, they've got a ton of money. They're a big corporation. So Warner Brothers were taken over by AT&T. At that point, Warner Brothers' plan for DC on film seemed... Uh, Seemed to be just yeah if you can come up with a good idea for uh, one of the characters in the DC universe you can you can go with it like Joker or Harley Quinn or Aquaman or Shazam they weren't didn't seem make a, a huge effort to be connected they didn't make a huge effort to disconnect them it was a little bit confusing and that seemed to be the, the way that things were going to continue but everything's changed for me as far as I'm concerned with the Zack Snyder's Justice League. And the appearance of Henry Cavill on that um, when he annou- when they announced that, um, which which was telling at the time, and it's proven with every week that's passed since to be even more telling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, well, I was kind of going to do a timeline, but I, I want to get to obviously the because the big news this week was that people are saying that JJ Abrahams is is locked in to do Superman. It's, there's no doubt, there's zero doubt about it. Um, which makes a lot of sense, um, Mm -hmm. because were they ever going to really bring Henry Cavill back just to do cameos or reshoots for uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League? Would he have been happy with that? Um, Maybe, maybe, but it's kind of stars rising a little bit with Mission Impossible, and apparently The Witcher did very well on Netflix, i have not seen it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, So, you know, it stars in the the Ascendancy somewhat, Um, so he might have... Maybe reasonable to assume he might have uh, you know wanted more than just cameos. As Superman fans, we certainly wanted more than just cameos.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well so we'll get to we'll get to JJ Browns in a minute, because that's for me incredibly exciting. Um, so the other thing that the AT and yeah, the well the other two things that that um I want to get your take on right now. Two things that the AT&T guy or Warner Brothers guy, whatever you want to call him, I think it's more the AT&T guy because the AT&T now really seem to be, you know, show, uh, pouring coal on it. this fire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It seems that they might do the David Ayer cut of the um, Suicide Squad, which mm-hmm. apparently was much more connected to yes than yeah. uh, the cut we got. Um, so I'd like your take on that and also like your take on the Green Lantern show. Obviously we know nothing about it really, but he did say that one of the guys that's involved in that show has, has done a lot of work on the CW. He said, you know, they've done a lot of good stuff on there, but, uh, it, it'll be nothing compared to this. Basically, it'll be the highest level of cinematic, um, quality mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: That they're, they're going to they're gonna go for. Yeah. And just... That, that to me somehow kind of fits in with all the other stuff that's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, you, the, there were two things you said there. There the was the lantern thing. What was the other thing again? My mind's a of David Ayer's suicide squad. I mean, I well, that.
0: It seems that once the Snyder Cut thing happened, people mm-hmm. started asking what about the air cut. And I mm-hmm. think AT&T tweeted it all one thing at a time. But it does really seem that perhaps because of HBO Max. That they're just thinking, yeah, whatever the hell we can get out there, if people want it, we can do it.
1: Yeah, um, I I mean, I have slightly mixed feelings about it. Um, I can't say, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued to see it as a general DC fan. I mean, I am intrigued to see it. I think it's an unusual, to put it mildly, situation. Neither of those films, uh, with Justice League uh, in particular, were big hits. Um, uh, so it's, it's an well, unusual. Su- Suicide
0: Squad did quite well.
1: I mean, how well though? I mean, it may have seven hundred
0: and fifty million.
1: Okay, I mean that's respectable. Um, and I suppose there is a new Suicide Squad film coming. Um, I mean, like I say, I'm in, I'm intrigued to see it. I think it's an unusual scenario that that Warner Brothers uh, are in right now with the DC stuff. That, that, because I mean, you know, you could take the point of view that that you know remaking films uh, is maybe not the best look. I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's a strange situation, um, you know, because if you've got it even remotely right in the first place, you wouldn't need to do any of this. So it's kind of a public acknowledgement perhaps that, yeah, we, we kind of dropped the ball. And um, I think if there's any lessons to be learned for, D, uh, for Warner Brothers, it's maybe just to, let, if you're going to hire a director, let them see their vision through uh, and don't interfere in the first place perhaps because uh, like I said it's, it's, it's an unusual and, and kind of unprecedented thing if they do if they do both certainly uh, if they release both uh, cuts uh, and if they need to pump in I from what I've heard I don't think they would need to pump in nearly as much money to get the suicide squad uh, squad cut uh, in shape as Justice League but even still, I mean, you'd, you'd think they're going to have to pump in quite a few million to do it. It's it, like I say, it's an unusual thing. I think, as, as a fan, uh, as a kind of a big time fan of these movies <coughs> and of the universe itself and the characters, uh, you know, I'm intrigued to see them. But as I said in the last show, I think that all of this could potentially be really quite confusing for your casual movie gore. Um, I mean, part of the beauty of Marvel. Is that they they have managed to pull off a very cohesive universe where, it, it, you know, everything is connected and there's no complexity to that. Um, I think having um, having a Snyder cut with Ben Affleck and then shortly after having a new Batman film, um, you know, having a recut Suicide Squad in a world where now Joaquin Phoenix's Joker w- was so popular, all of these things are potentially if not a bad thing, a distracting thing, perhaps you could take that point of view. Um, so I don't know. I have mixed feelings about the whole thing. I, uh, certainly with regards to a, a new cut of Suicide Squad, I'm intrigued. Um, but I'm not sure how it will play out in the long run. I, I, and I'm not sure how much money they're spending to do that. I know that with the Snyder Cut, there's talk of 70 million, which is no small piece of change to, to finish a cut of a film. Um and then, you know, with regards to the Green Lantern series, I mean, I'm glad to hear that the production values are going to be better than CW, because I hate the CW and everything it stands for. I don't Well, think this I've is ever the, high, seen... the
0: highest level of cinematic, uh, you know. Production quality. values. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, I hate the CW. I hate everything on it. I think I don't think I've ever seen any, any part of any show that I've liked. Uh, the closest that I came to being even slightly engaged was the... Um, Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline just because Brandon and Routh came back. And to be honest, what I saw of that, it was nice to see Routh back in the suit, but I don't really think they did very much too interesting with it, really. Uh, like I say, nice to see Routh back, but even the clips I saw were a little underwhelming. Um, and you can tell the budget is very limited. Uh, the flying looks kind of, you know, a little dodgy, a little amateurish. Um, and so, you know, I hold out hope that the Green Lantern show will be on an entirely different level because if they bring out a show that is in line with what I have seen over the years from the CW, uh, I will, I won't watch it. It's as simple as that.
0: Yeah. It needs to be the highest, uh, highest level. I mean, of you,
1: I mean, when you talk about, um, a green lantern series, my mind goes to, you know, game of Thrones level production, um, which, you know, fair enough. People might laugh at that and be like, well, that's one of the most expensive, <laughs> I think maybe still the most expensive show ever made until Lord of the Rings comes out. But, um, you know, and, and, and maybe not that. Maybe you don't need to spend that much money. Um, but I want them to spend a chunk of change because I, I really don't want to see some half-assed, hey, I'm Hal Jordan. Uh, and, I, I, you know, just and like I say, I mean, I'm sure that there are fans of the CW out there. I think it's the audience that the CW tends to, be geared towards is probably significantly younger than myself and i'm sure some people enjoy it uh for what it is maybe kids (laughs) mainly uh supergirl and whatnot uh so you know i acknowledge that maybe i'm not the target audience but i i really don't like anything on the cw so when so yeah i mean i hold out hope i love the character green lantern i think the green lantern and in kind of uh visual whatever you want to call it uh you know uh film and tv type media has been pretty badly serviced uh kind of ignored and then badly serviced i know that you have a kind of a soft spot for the the green lantern movie we got a few years back i I didn't like it um so you know and and i suppose in terms of what i hope apart from high production values i hope that it's a show that takes itself seriously and by that i don't mean that it can't be funny because you know i think hal jordan if it is hal jordan uh, as the main character for example you know he's he's kind of a quite a funny kind of cocky character. So sure, you could have humor in it, but I don't want it to be like some goofy, essentially like a comedy. I want it to have a, a an epic uh, tone to it. I think most DC characters, if they're treated correctly, do have that epic feel.
0: Um, you know, you're married with kids. If they bring out this Justice League miniseries and the Green Lantern and the Green Lantern looks to have Game of Thrones-level production values and you're interested in it, when are you going to find the time to watch it? How are you going to watch it? Because the only thing I'm, I'm mildly anxious about is these things being released as films in the cinema allowed you the opportunity to sneak away from the, ho- the, ho- the house. And the interruptions and distractions and uh that that brings and i i don't think my wife is going to be into what i reckon i could get her to watch you know 30 minutes of both before she says look it's not for me she (laughs) and uh in that case yeah i watch it on my own in the living room after everybody's gone to bed i don't know you know it's just it's it's a tricky moment in my uh well for both of us in that regard, right? I just wanted to know what you thought of it, because that's something that's so beautiful about going to the cinema, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Because you really
0: want to give these, you know, these things your full attention.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think people in a similar position to us will uh, will understand and sympathize um, with where you're coming from there. I think um, in my case, if, if, if a Green Lantern show, for example, comes out and it looks um proper and, and you know really good uh and and you know i get probably excited about it and i want to see it then I'm, I'm quite willing to lose sleep in order to see it um whether whether it's me sitting in bed at night when everyone else is asleep with a laptop I, you know I'll, I'll make the time i mean that's kind of currently that's how i've been catching up with rick and morty uh My, you know, my wife has no interest in Rick and Morty, so, and, but, you know, something like Rick and Morty is, you know, whatever, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, an episode, whatever it is, so that's pretty easily done. I guess we'll see how long the episodes are for something like Green Lantern. In a sense, in a sense, the shorter the better, but I don't want it to be too short. Um, If I had world enough in time, I'd be calling for hour-long episodes every week or whatever it's going to be, but it would actually probably suit me for the reasons we're discussing right now, probably suit me if it was like half an hour, 40 minutes, an episode. Um, but it really comes down to whether it looks good enough, and if it looks good enough, I can always find the time, even if it means, you know, time that I should be sleeping, or or, or doing something else. I, if it looks good enough, I'll, I'll make the time. Have you seen The Mandalorian? I have not seen The Mandalorian yet. Um, it's something that I plan at some stage to probably, I, I, you know, again binge watches is maybe hopeful uh, again for the for the reasons we we're just discussing, um, but I will hopefully catch up with it at some point, and I think if I get into it, um, then you know it's feasible that I can maybe, because I think the episodes are fairly short, so I can maybe watch, maybe even watch a couple at a time if I can carve out a little time here and there. Um, But no, I haven't seen it yet. Have you?
0: Yeah, um, no, I doubt I will. Um, I'm just not enough of a star. You know, I go to the cinema to watch Star Wars film, but you know, if my wife was into it, something we could watch together. I mean, it sounds like we're kind of ruled by um, <laughs> our wives, but it's it's just a lot of time, isn't it, to watch something else? Like, I don't know how long the episodes are, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, but that's still, what, five hours, five, six hours. So mm-hmm. I'm just not that excited enough by The Mandalorian, even though I'm sure it's good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've heard nothing but good things. I wouldn't say yeah. I'm completely, uh, you know, Obviously, I haven't seen it yet, and I'm sure if I'd been completely excited for it, then I I probably would have made the effort to see it by now. But it is something that I definitely think that when I do get around to watching it, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Um, And I'm sure I will get around to watching it. But it could, yeah, for the reasons we're discussing, it could take some time to get around to it. But um, but yeah, it's not something that I feel compelled to to watch straight away, uh, you know, whatever happens, I need to see it. I'll see it when I see it. I don't want to leave it too late. It's not like I want to watch it, you know, so long. You know, I I don't want to leave it, like, a number of years or anything. But hopefully over the next few months, maybe a year, I'll try and watch the whole thing.
0: Yeah. And you really think that, like, if Justice League comes out and it's it's good um, and it's got a lot of, you know, new stuff with Henry Cavill's shot a lot of new stuff and things like that, you're going to be happy to watch it on your laptop because I don't want to watch it on my laptop. I mean, I want to watch it at the bare minimum on the proper TV. And, you know, all the lights out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think with with Justice League, it'll be a different story, um, and I'll, I'll have to um, I'll have to just press it upon my my better half that you know
0: this the is time going down.
1: The, the time is required, whether you want to be in the room or out of the room. It's going on at some point.
0: Yeah. Um. So. When, uh, so they had this uh, watch party for Man of Steel and uh, they, Snyder announced his Justice League that's coming to HBO Max. Uh, Henry Cavill was there. And then soon after we heard Henry Cavill was in talks to return to Superman. Um, and he was going to be in cameos, not Man of Steel 2. Mm-hmm. This is all, you know, nothing official. Um, but it was being reported by, you know, reliable sources let's say hmm. and then we heard last week from a number of people including uh i believe he's a good friend of yours john campion that uh, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: that jj abrahams was he's doing uh superman it's it's a completely done deal um what i liked about that it's a great little piece if you go and i, I urge you to i mean campion is an eccentric fellow if you don't mind me saying that um, and, uh, he's excitable man. Um, but you know, he, there's a lot of positivity in, uh, in his little bit on that. And he has, I don't know, I don't know who to the kind of, uh, he looks a little bit older, the guy that he, he's kind of spars with. Robert uh, Meyer by Right. Okay. They, this guy's cool. I like him. And apparently he worked at Warner Brothers for a long time. He even worked a bit on Superman Returns.
1: Yeah. He was the on-set photographer.
0: All right. Cool. So um, basically, he spoke a lot about, um, in this piece, he spoke a lot about you know, things don't really die in Hollywood. Like if you know how it works, like they just kind of sit there waiting. And it's like J.J. Abrams' Superman, uh, which he wrote the script for. I mean, he wrote a script. That's a big investment, right, um, of your time and whatnot and thinking. And you know, let's hark back also to the fact that there was a recent Rolling Stone interview with J.J. Abrams in his, and in his office. He had Superman figures everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Campi asked him uh, after delivering this um, this information he'd received, and he said, "You know, based on the way Hollywood works and what you know about, you know, uh, it seems like Henry Cavill returning to. Do what do you think is your is the likelihood of J.J. Abrams making the Superman film?" And he said, hundred percent."
1: Yeah, I mean, I was uh, surprised. I saw the same uh, thing that you were talking about, and I, I was surprised that they came. <laughs> down on that with such certainty it usually Campia more so than than burnett is reticent to to you know put all of his eggs in one basket even if he's even if he's certain about it i i think Think it's incredibly likely. Uh well,
0: what's, what let, let me ask you the same question. Of course, we're not privy to any um I think Campy himself says it, you know, I'm a commentator rather than a uh, news uh, scoop guy. And that's certainly very much what we are too. Um based on what you've heard, um and what you think and what we know. We spoke a long time ago on a podcast, and we said, look, JJ Abrams has signed a $500 million deal with Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. What could he possibly be doing? What could, what could, they, what could they get him working on that's going to bring back some of that mass, half a billion dollars to give his company mm-hmm. um, for him to join Warner Brothers? Well, he can't do Batman. They're not mm-hmm. going to reboot Harry Potter with him, I don't think.
1: No.
0: He's done a Superman script before. He has a passion for the character. Yeah, it's got to be because after Batman, there is only really Superman I can think of. So you and I both thought, well, this quite possibly this is going to happen anyway. Mm -hmm. If I ask you now, given these developments, what percentage chance do you think there is of this happening? And part two, are you happy with it?
1: I mean, I think it's for me. I think it's ninety percent or so. Um, I'd be kind of surprised at this point if it doesn't happen. Um, I wouldn't be. You know, it, it wouldn't blow me away if it doesn't happen, but it, I would be surprised. Yeah. Uh, I would be, I'd be very happy about it. I mean, uh, I don't think that Abrams is the world's finest director, but I think what he knows how to do, uh, and he's proven it for me in particular with the first Star Trek reboot and The Force Awakens, he knows how to make a highly entertaining film. And quite importantly, with both of those projects, He's taking existing IPs um, that people are very familiar with um, and he's kind of updating it but paying homage to what has been before. So I think he's a good choice for those reasons and I I think that the fact that he is a big Superman fan on a personal level uh, can only be a a, a good thing. Um, I think he will, for that reason alone, I would imagine treat the character with quite a lot of respect um i think we discussed in the past i mean there are directors who i think are fantastic at what they do but i I wouldn't necessarily be comfortable giving them the the superman job someone that springs to mind perhaps would be james cameron uh i think somebody like james cameron is is maybe he i have a feeling that he would try and uh, reinvent the character a tad too much for my taste Give him some new funky suit and all the, you know i don't know what he would do but i have a feeling it would be more of a departure whereas i think abraham's i think he has a love for the character and i think he has an understanding that when you take something as well known as that you can't deviate too far from the formula i mean i think his star trek in particular i thought it worked on, on multiple levels but I think uh, what was interesting about it was, I think it it, it kind of, it, it it brought a new tone to the Star Trek films, um, a little bit more action, a little bit more pacey, but it didn't attempt to really reinvent the wheel. I mean, it's, it is what we know, you know, the, the, the crew, the, the, the main characters, they're all there. So, you know, I, I overall, I think if he is announced, um, then yeah, it's a great thing as a Superman fan. I think, There are directors that may be more talented than him. You could certainly make that argument. And there are directors that personally I may prefer. Having said that, he's a very solid director. And I think that you and me definitely would both agree that his name being attached to something does add a level of prestige and kind of um, excitement right off the bat. The fact that he's done Star Wars, the fact that he's at the level that he is a trailer for a Superman film where his name comes up as from J.J. Abrams, people will be pumped. I mean, just for the roller coaster ride. Forget about the actual film
0: coming out, but just for the roller coaster ride of the next few years that its happening, build up to the first trailer. The first trailer is, you know, like the Man of Steel days, mm-hmm. right? Where, where mm-hmm. you know, getting the trailers it was it was wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think the fact that he's directing it brings a level of prestige to the project that it would have been difficult to get from anybody else uh because yeah you could have got it from james cameron you could have got it from uh i mean christopher nolan as well somebody like that but and i'm, I'm not for a second saying i wouldn't want a superman film from those guys but you just have to wonder if their hearts would be in it as much as uh abraham's uh it probably is because of his history and because of his, yeah, because of his history, really.
1: Yeah, and I think Abrams, I mean, people in the past have drawn comparisons with Spielberg, which I think is kind of fair. And I think that Abrams has kind of shown that he, I think his kind of aesthetic actually is is kind of in line with a with Superman.
0: Yeah, very uh, much, very much. Yeah, totally um, agree with that. I think, it, I think it'll look absolutely spectacular. As By the way, I thought Rise of Skywalker looked absolutely stunning, no matter what you mm-hmm. think of the film. Mm-hmm. I think it looked absolutely stunning.
1: Yeah, it, it looked great. I mean, we won't go into my other thoughts because they're not all good, but uh, it did look fantastic, uh, and I have no doubt. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, um, I, I, I would almost expect that I would get more joy out of the first trailer or first trailers than, than the film itself. Uh, maybe it's just because of my experience with Superman films over the last sort of uh, couple of decades or whatever it is now. But you know, re- Superman Returns uh, the trailers. You know, I could watch them all day. It, it was like a fixation. And the film comes out, and of course there was things to like about the film, but there was kind of a lot to to maybe not like so much. And you know, similar situation with Man of Steel. Ultimately, I think the trailers. The trailers for both of those films promised a better films than than we actually got at the end of the day. Um not that either were bad films. Um no. but I think the, the trailers hinted at a potential that maybe wasn't quite met. Um so yeah, I can't wait for the trailers. And and like you're saying, I, I have no doubt that, that but and again, because he's a fan of Superman, I, I think that the the kind of action sequences <clears throat> That, that he will probably produce for the character. Um, you know, I just can't wait to see what, what he would do with that. And, yeah, like, he is one of the few directors in Hollywood that is used to working with a budget, you know, the, 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 the kind of budget that would come with a Superman film. There's no. not that many directors, even the bigger ones, uh, there's not that many that have worked with, like, a 200, 250, 300 million budget. Um, so, yeah, I think he's... the right call for a lot of reasons uh, I think. I mean you look like I said the comparisons with with Spielberg that I think you know probably more a little while ago people were talking about him as if he's the new Spielberg Uh, and even the films of his that that I maybe haven't you know liked so much like Super 8 and stuff it has a certain kind of um, all-American kind of Americana quality to it that I think is very very right for Superman. Um, I haven't seen it. Would you recommend watching it? It's a long time since I saw it. I didn't love the film. I didn't dislike it, um, but it didn't blow me away. But I think like a lot of his films, there there was good stuff in it. The, the central kind of plot is, is I think the, the idea is perhaps a little stronger than the execution. Um, but, you know, it's a fine looking film. And it, I mean, I, Abrams, I think on a bad day is better than many directors on a good day. Um, I still perhaps wouldn't put him in my top tier of my personal favorite directors. But having said that, I don't know what a Superman film directed by David Fincher would look like. And I don't even know if I would really want that. Um, I, think he, I think
0: he may have the right sensibilities for the project. And what I think he will deliver, that, I, and I think it's something that Superman needs to eliminate a lot of the doubt that's been over his cinematic career of recent times. And that is, I'm, I cannot imagine that he will deliver a film that doesn't go pretty bananas at the box office. I think it'll outgrow, I, I can already confidently state, it'll outgrow Man of Steel by a significant amount. Will they reach a billion? The guy, what's the guy's name? Campia's uh, site? Yeah, Robert,
1: it? Robert Meyer. No.
0: He said, he thinks it's one of the few films that would be a J.J. Abrams superman would be one of the few films that would be guaranteed to make a billion. Maybe he's right, I don't know. But one thing I'm sure is that it will be a very big hit. Um, Because I think the trailers, I think, you know, you've got the Star Wars fans, maybe they're divided at the moment, but there'll be this level of interest from all areas of the geek community. Mm -hmm. And I think that will, he just knows how to make a hit. And don't get me wrong, I want a good film before I want a commercial success. But if there is a large commercial success, it just means we're going to get a lot of Superman on film. Which, for me, is good.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I think with regards to whether it's a lock for a billion, I, I think maybe if a while ago I would have been more confident of that. But to be honest, after BBS failed to make a billion, all bets are off. Before Batman v Superman was was coming out, people were talking about it being, you know, a two billion movie, and it didn't crack one billion. Uh, and the fact that you can even have a movie with those two icons in it and it doesn't crack a billion it, it, it's kind of like yeah wow um i do think it would make a billion plus uh personally um i think like you said abrams knows how to make a well-oiled machine of a movie mm-hmm. that will perform um and whether or not it's the citizen kane level uh, <laughs> uh you know project from an artistic point of view maybe that's yeah another question if i were a betting man. I I would say that an Abraham's Superman would be a billion-dollar hit.
0: And and let's hope that... I I don't think he's such a weak director that there's no chance of him making a classic. I think there is a chance.
1: I don't think of him as a weak director. Um, I I, I just, you know, like I said, I I maybe wouldn't put him in my kind of very, very top tier of my, uh, you know, of of my kind of favorite directors that are currently working or at least still uh, around. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I, I I think in terms of the kind of movies we're talking about now, you know, big scale uh, adventure action movies, I think he is one of the best. So I, I mean, I, like I said, I really liked uh, especially the first of his, of his Star Trek films. And yeah, yeah, Force, yeah. and The Force Awakens for me is personally is easily the strongest <clears throat> of the three of the recent trilogy of Star Wars films. Uh, you know, I mean, probably the easiest film to make uh being, you know, the reintroduction to Star Wars as opposed to wrapping up, um, but yeah, very, very satisfying, and and like you said, he knows how to make a film look pretty damn stunning, um, and you know, yeah, I think I think there's there's all of the all of the kind of uh, everything lines up with JJ Abrams. Uh, he may not be on every single level. He may not be my favorite director slash producer slash whatever. But I think for Superman, everything lines up pretty damn nicely.
0: A couple of points of attention. Uh, apparently, he is one of Matt Reeves' closest friends, and they were at film school together. Okay. Okay, so that. that's that's interesting, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Um, in terms of what could be further down the line, BVS2, <laughs> imagine if they put... They, they released it, and it was called that.
1: <laughs> but it's Pattinson, and they just don't yeah. pay attention to the fact.
0: Um, exactly.
1: I mean, I think something that has not really been discussed, at least on the, the you know the the outlets or whatever that I follow, is is the I think pretty real possibility that Abrams could go for a new Superman. I mean, the the way that it's been described, I don't think so.
0: I don't think well, so because, because they would not have brought Henry Cavill back. Okay, it's not official, but it is. There's not all this, it's not. when I say it is, it is official, it is happening. Uh, you asked me where, or uh, you said it was 90% Abrams would make the Superman film. It would be so strange now that Henry Cavill wasn't doing it because he appears at the Man of Steel watch party, which, make no bones about it, was an official thing where they said, do this to announce the release of uh, the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, he's been doing all sorts. You know, he's posting stuff on social media about Superman. All this kind of smoke saying he's in talks. Now this thing about JJ Abrahams. If I were to join the dots, and this might blow up in my face and it might be completely wrong, but I'm con- I'm more certain that Cabo's returning as Superman than JJ Abrahams is gonna make, make the next solo Superman film. And I'm pretty goddamn convinced that Abrams is going to make the super the next Superman film. So um, I think if he is coming back and J.J. J. J. Abrams is doing um, a Superman film, without doubt, 100%, it's J.J. Abrams' decision. He said, well, for sure, it was up to him who continues as Superman. And if that is true, if that is the case, and he says, I want Cavill back, for me, that's... This is, maybe I can't exactly quantify why I love that, but I absolutely love that. Because, I don't know, it, it's it's. they've somehow found a way, or he has seen a way to, I, I want to continue this. And it also makes me think Costner will be back, Crow will be back, all oh, this wonderful cast. Mm-hmm. You know, Fishbourne, I love. Amy Adams, I mean, this is might sound sexist and out, uh, inappropriate, but, uh, you know, it's just another day for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is Amy Adams getting on a bit for Lois Lane? She still looks wonderful, so probably I'd say it's fine, but
1: um, I mean I think if you're gonna have this is the thing though. I mean, whether it's Adams or or whether it's how you treat that fleck being out of the picture, it, these these things are not without complication. True. Um it's not like, you know, because if you bring back Cavill then it is it, it's not a new start so you you do have baggage there that you need to kind of at least acknowledge or wrap up somehow
0: which they're obviously trying to do with Zack Snyder's justice league no and then the, also the cameos and in the, in the other films before
1: well i mean one of the big question marks in my mind um and you know maybe maybe they've like you said found a way to to you know to make this a non-issue or what have you but i mean uh, it, 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 there is a something a little bit unfortunate in my mind that um that ben affleck is out yeah and indeed. that we and, and as much as i can't wait for the new matt reeves batman it's it's uh, you know i i think everyone or not everyone but i think the the majority of dc comics fans movie fans we really wanted to see Batman and Superman on screen together in a, in a more satisfying way. Um, so if you let's say you bring back Cavill, J.J. Abrams is directing, and let's say the film, you know, the, the first film back, let's say it is a billion-dollar hit, but let's say that also the plot, you know, just conveniently doesn't really involve Batman or any of the others. Which I'm sure it won't. Well, okay, but, but then even more so in a way. Because there's kind of a, you're kind of, you're kind of really pointing, in a way, you're, by not pointing out these other characters, you're kind of making it almost more glaring that where are they? Uh, and then you have True. a Batman yeah. movie that is apparently going to be in a separate thing. So in a way, it's unfortunate because if you have a, let's say Matt Reeves' Batman's a billion dollar hit, then you have J.J. Uh, Abrams Superman's a billion dollar hit. And the natural inclination is, wouldn't it be great to see these two great Versions of these characters, like you know, like either in conflict as we've seen, or or team up, world's finest type situation. But really, I mean, it's I don't, I, that's one of the big questions, and that's one of the only downsides for me, is that what do you say about Batfleck? Uh, he's not there anymore. Do you just recast it and move on with a different actor? That's a possibility. But at the same time, like I have said, we have a new Batman, and I yeah, want well, Warner,
0: they, yeah, well, they have just recast him.
1: Well, yes, but in a new universe. I mean, this is not Ben Affleck's Batman.
0: Okay, so um, I think you make great points. And if you think about it, let's assume Cavill is coming back. And let's assume Ezra, Ezra Miller does The Flash, which has a release date. I, I doubt think, that.
1: I doubt that, but let's, yeah. You doubt what? Ezra Miller is coming back to Why? The Flash. The Flash has been postponed or postponed date. postponed. Got a release date. Yeah, but he choked that woman. <laughs>
0: He did. They haven't said anything about that. Well, what I read, and of course it's all just speculation, is that if, if Miller's out, the Flash will continue just with another actor. Let's assume Miller's coming back, because we haven't heard these now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so every basically everybody from the DC, everything from the DCU is just continuing, apart from Batman. That means now. Well. The reason I I mention Ezra Miller and The Flash is there's been a lot of talk about it being a Flashpoint-esque film, and they go and they travel in time, and there's parallel universes and things can change. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it could be possible, since they seem to be going crazy anyway,
1: Mm -hmm. in a
0: kind of really, this is really anything goes now. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder. I'd love it if there was another Batfleck appearance, and there was something that moved Pattinson's Batman into DCU and moved Batfleck's Batman out of it. Something like that.
1: I mean, in in theory, that's all fine. I, you know, but I have to say, not only do I not think that'll happen, I have to say, the bottom line for me is I don't want it to happen because, for me, Matt Reeves is one of those directors that I think, from what I've seen of his work. He's good at creating his own universe, um, and I am actually excited to see a fresh take on Batman. I don't really want to see a take on Batman that is too similar to, uh, you know, Ben Affleck or Christian Bale's. I want to see something that is uh, a different, you know, perspective, a different slant, slightly different visual quality to it. So, I think, and you know, the the, the thing is. DC uh, Warner Brothers DC films I mean if I were in a position of, of authority uh, at Warner Brothers I don't know that I would be too bothered about um about continuing uh, or at least putting too much emphasis on a shared universe because Aquaman made a billion the Joker made a billion Wonder Woman made you know whatever 800 million whatever it is I mean they, they're making the money you know well, and if,
0: well Shazam didn't do that well and Harley Quinn
1: did badly well, yeah, that, that's true. Um, but Harley Quinn is established to be part of the DC. The Joker is not. Mm. Uh, Aquaman is fair enough, but that film, from what I understand, is is essentially a standalone. There is no real reference to the, the extent. There's no the reference, moment. yeah. No. Um, so, you know, I think... I, don't know. I mean, I, I think it's a shame because, for you know, like I said a minute ago, I would love to see Batman and Superman in a more satisfying way, brought to the screen together finally, uh, that maybe rectifies some of the errors that were made in BBS and Justice League. But at the same time, I think with with Matt Reeves, I, I'm very intrigued to see what kind of a movie he makes. And I would be very... And if it is a successful movie artistically and commercially, I'd be very intrigued to see just a Batman trilogy, similar to what we got with Nolan. And And to be honest, Batman... Is a character that can sustain his own universe, quite frankly. You could have the Batverse. You know, there's so many characters. Uh, there's so many psyche. You could have Nightwing come into a sequel. You could have all kinds of stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think it's a shame, but I think it makes sense to me that they, at least for the time being, shy away from the Marvel template. Quite anything else? There's too many questions i don't think that's
0: happening i don't think they're shying away from the marvel template well let me say this well let me say this first Mm -hmm. i think the fact that they're redoing zack snyder's justice league i think the fact that they're bringing back henry cavill as it seems is is going back towards the marvel universe template now here's what you could do here's what you could do let me say this right and this is something that has been uh discussed in the past as a possibility um you could have Matt Reeves' Batman film, just the opening with Ben Affleck, reminiscing to his earlier days as the Batman. That's all you would, I would need. I would hate that. You, oh, Okay, but I'm, hear me yeah. out. You yeah, would hate him, I would hate it. Listen to this, though.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: he, he does that, he harks back, that's all you need, right? And that's it. So that establishes this is the same Batman, it's a younger mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. Then at the same time, you get you get Ben Affleck to direct his Batman film, Batman V. Destro, as it was going to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you have both, and you have him turn up in the Superman film with J.J. Abrams J. So and all that crap.
1: Well, I mean, these are all things that, in theory, could happen. Nothing is impossible. I don't think it will, and I think I'm so certain it won't. I mean, I, why I, would you there, why would you hate it
0: so much if, if they said at the start, "Yeah, this is this is me when." You know, I, I I, I, maybe I he's maybe he's talking, uh, drinking a brandy or something, talking to Commissioner Gordon at the start. of, the You know, J.K. Simmons, and he says, "I." J.K. Simmons says, "I remember you as a young man. You were out of control." And he, <laughs> and you know, and uh, Bruce Wayne's just like, you know, tough city back then. Well,
1: That's I mean, there's cool. a, there's
0: a few reasons. Oh, that would that. be cool, man. You'd tell me for a, you don't tell me that wouldn't be. I, I understand it is a bit cartoonish in a way, but if they did it right, if they did
1: it right, well, you know, why, why would it would be so bad? Why would it be so bad? You don't like Ben Affleck's Batman, or I like Ben Affleck's Batman. I don't like the way he was written. I thought yeah, it was fine. fine exactly. But if I, I think, if I
0: see Henry Cavill Superman, I'm not going to watch it and think, oh, I remember that scene in Africa where he seemed like an idiot. No, but I think
1: I think there are too many. I think it places too many restrictions on the aesthetic of Matt Reeves's vision. The fact that it's what no. it's a pe- it's a period piece now, uh, and it's also and also Pattinson doesn't look anything like Ben Affleck. It's like what you, you just grew into Ben Affleck.
0: Well, Joseph they, God, Joseph Gordon Levitt didn't look like Bruce Willis and Looper, but the film still so was good.
1: Uh, well, they, even then they uh, they gave him that silly they prosthetic they. nose to <laughs> attempt it but uh, and i agree it didn't particularly work the film worked but that was mainly the the plot kind of carried it through uh, the casting in that regard i guess was a little silly but i mean i i personally i just wouldn't like it i think it places restrictions on the kind of aesthetic that that matt reeves will present to us i want a new batman i don't want you know 20 years ago this happened i i really don't plus it removes some of the stakes because of course like like with things like james bond you know we know batman is not going to die in the first film or anything but, but if we know where he ends up twenty years from now, he's having a whiskey and chatting. It's like okay, great, <laughs> like nothing bad's gonna happen. But what do you want him to?
0: Where do you want him to end up in twenty years? Like I don't know. Maybe still, he's like, dead with one leg and like in a in a torture pit of Roswell ghouls.
1: Well, maybe. Well, at least I would want that to be well, a possibility. Well,
0: if that's if that's the case, so you don't want to know, actually.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to be presented with where he ends up at the very beginning of a new film, uh, and also that, that's I think the, it, like
0: Carlito's Way, they, they they open the film with him being shot, but you forget about it. It's not like it's you're always thinking, oh, he, in the end he gets shot.
1: No, but I think that that's the least of my worries. I think Ben, like I said, Ben Affleck's performance as Batman, his physicality in the role, his take on the role in terms of what he kind of brought to it outside of the script, was fine with me. Uh, but still, very far from my favorite screen Batman. Probably, I suppose maybe my third favorite. But that's uh, it's
0: That isn't that more, as you said earlier, because of the quality of the films that he's in.
1: Yeah, but again, my excitement level for Matt Reeves Batman will, will go down significantly, like hugely, if they're like this is a younger version of Ben Affleck's Batman. I, 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 know, I think I think
0: it's something that you may go over if it happened i don't think it and, and
1: apart from anything else uh robert pattinson i think is something like 34 and ben affleck's what 50 i don't know two or something
0: no i think he's more like 48 or something
1: ben affleck is he not close to, i think is he not closer at least 50 or 49 anyway they're they're really not that far apart in age. and like well, i said well, well that's almost 20 years well, yes, but I don't think in 20 years somebody goes from looking like Panson to Ben Affleck.
0: I mean, Ben Affleck's got, like, a fully great beard and stuff these days, isn't he?
1: Yeah, but we've seen him. We've seen him without the beard in the, in the movies. So then to say, yeah, 20 years ago I looked like Robert Panson, it's just like this is a different dude, you know? It's just a different guy. So, I mean, I don't think it will happen, and I personally wouldn't want to see it happen for those so, reasons.
0: Something else I was thinking about was you could have Batfleck show up in Joker (laughs) 2.
1: Again, I wouldn't want to see that myself. Um, I have nothing against a version of Batman appearing in Joker 2. Could even be Pattinson, depending on what the time frame they're meant to exist in. I have nothing against that in principle. But, you know, Joker, for me, part of the reason that Joker was such a fantastic film is that it plays almost like an art house film in some respects it's a character study it's uh it's kind of a a look inwards more than outwards at the joker and you know i actually it reminded me a lot of my maybe my, i think i maybe even curious. said it was my favorite film <laughs> my favorite film of maybe the last decade perhaps uh there were certain elements that reminded me of nightstalk uh is it night no nightcrawler, nightcrawler. Yeah. Um, in terms of the fact that it was kind of watching one man's descent to becoming something worse than he is when you first meet him um, and more damaged than when you first meet him. So, in a way, I, I, I don't, as much as Joker 2 may be an inevitability after it made so much money, I would rather they continue down that route of a more intimate story uh, rather than Joker 2, Batman versus Joker. And, I, and I, you know, anything could happen, but I don't think they will do that either.
0: I didn't think it up, and these are interesting times. A lot.
1: <clears throat> I think we're going to get a few
0: surprises. That's my instinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond beyond what's already surprised us. Just as a quick aside, before we wrap it up for tonight, I'm watching the lighthouse. I'm almost finished.
1: What is that again? It's uh, Robert
0: Patterson and uh, William. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, good. fantastic. Love it.
1: That's so great.
0: great. So great. You got to check it out
1: yeah i've wanted to see it for a while it's on the list uh did you hire it or is it available i bought it
0: it was available to buy for a tenner and i thought okay yeah fine i wouldn't do it because mm-hmm. i paid that uh, for a cinema ticket and i've been waiting for ages to see it so uh but suffice to say the foe in particular the past is very good as well but some of this stuff you know the monologues and whatnot and this looks uh mm-hmm. wonderful Uh, well yeah
1: i'm very intrigued to see it i think it's great i mean you know apart from anything else the fact that pattinson you know he he has like a lot of actors that that maybe start off in a more commercial sort of zone you know maybe like johnny depp when he started off with tv work and stuff and he was kind of a teen teen heartthrob type thing i think it's very it's very i think part of the reason that the the pattinson was even considered for batman ironically enough, given the Batman's this billion dollar juggernaut but I think it's because he has proven that he is a, a properly good actor uh, and I think it's amusing now to look back that he was the Twilight fluff and um, when you actually yeah I've heard nothing but good things about his performance in the lighthouse uh, I think I mentioned to you a movie that I still am very very uh, you know uh, adamant that you need to check out called the Rover with him and Guy Pierce really really great yeah. film and he's fantastic and I think he He's one of the actors actually out there that, especially given the fact that he's got a leading man quality to him, it's, it's actually quite remarkable. He's one of those actors that really does change himself for every role he's, you know, one role is, is he's not a Jason Statham.
0: No, no, that's for sure. Uh, and of course he'll be appearing in Tenet, hopefully next month at cinemas, if the release date sticks.
1: Yeah, and I see in recent interviews he was quite candid about not particularly understanding what the plot, understanding what the plot was and what it all meant, which I thought was uh, very honest of him. Uh, and kind of intriguing that he's he's a main main part of that film and he doesn't actually know. <laughs> no, uh, at least at least whether or not he knows what happens is one thing, but he doesn't really understand it.
0: Well, it doesn't look straightforward. Uh, pretty exciting to think that we've got Tenet next month and Wonder Woman nine eight four the month after, if the, if those release dates stick.
1: Yeah, yeah. Be a great, uh, great
0: couple of months for movies. Bring the pain, as they say. Uh, it's been a pleasure, as always.
1: Yep, always and fun.
0: With the speed that things are moving, uh, I have no doubt we're going to have plenty to talk about next week.
1: Yeah, indeed. It's exciting times uh, for DC fans.
0: Uh, this podcast is... Symbol of hope for everybody. A beacon.